Welcome to the Humanise the Numbers podcast series. Leaders, managers and owners of ambitious accounting firms sharing insights, successes and issues that will challenge you and connect you and your firm to the ways and means of transforming your firm's results. We have a very good training program here where, you know, we we find out, we ask people, you know, what are the areas you need to improve? We don't hold back on that. We we train people, whatever they want, we, we give them the training, necessary training to, number one, improve their skill set. And then number two, you know, it helps everyone, you know, they become more rounded people by getting the training. When I say training, is not just accountancy training. You know, it's, it's a, you know, uh, management training, everything, you know, marketing training. We do everything here. When I ask accountants what's going to change profoundly over the next five years, it's not uncommon to get technology as one of the responses. But it was interesting when I asked Sudha Ratnam of his firm Raffinger's the same question, what's going to change most profoundly over the next five years? He gave me two answers. One was technology, and he's the technology wizard in his firm. The other was people and culture. And Suda goes on to describe what's changed in his firm over the last five years around people and culture and what's coming. Today, I'm joined by Suda Ratnam from Raffinger's in Romford in Essex on the outskirts of London. So, Suda, would you please uh, introduce yourself and give us some background on the firm and we'll uh, see where we go on this Humanise the Numbers discussion. Uh, thanks for having me, Paul. Uh, my name is um, Suda Ratnam. I am one of the partners at Raffinger's. Um, we are a firm uh, based in uh, just outside of London and also uh, if you want to call it outside Essex as well. So, so we are somewhere in between London and Essex in Essex yeah. in uh, Woodford Green. Um, it's a 11 uh, partner practice. Uh, we employ approximately about um, 70 people uh, uh, and we have a uh, outsourcing setup which is managed by us uh, both in Philippines and, uh, and, and India. Uh, in terms of the practice, uh, we are a general practice. Uh, we have clients ranging from, you know, your usual minicab drivers uh, to companies that turns over hundreds of millions. Um, yes, that's the kind of a yeah firm we are. All right, so real cross section. Yeah, real cross section. So, how many business clients do you reckon you've got across the firm? So that- um, it's a it's a bit of a hard question. The people keep asking us, uh, you know, because <laughs> most of them right. people keep asking me how many clients. Even the partners here ask me because I I run a lot of data to uh, get this number. I'll probably say about three and a half, four thousand clients. I would say. Right. Okay. Three and a half to four thousand clients. Brilliant. So, um, eleven partners, seventy people. Um, how do you keep a firm of, of that scale feeling as though there's a sense of humanity, there's a sense of um, togetherness? Uh, so because it's a big, uh, big number of people. Yeah. So uh, what we do is uh, we have a, a structure where uh, the partners take responsibility for different departments. Um, so within the practice, we, we split the practice into uh, various departments. Uh, for example, I oversee the uh, compliance operations uh, and also I'm involved in a lot of the IT stuff as well. 
and uh, for one reason or another, they get they ask for my opinion on some of the things that we implement yeah. in terms of IT. Um, then you know we have other departments like we have a cloud team which uh, deals with the uh, management accounts and bookkeeping side of it. We have a payroll department and also a, a tax uh, team here. Uh, being an accountancy firm, obviously you know the largest and the biggest section, the well, biggest part is our audit and accounts team. So there mm. are partners who oversee these uh, as a department-wise. Uh, they oversee mm. it, and we uh, work closely with the managers who are under us uh, and and PA to the partners as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, how, how many how many managers across? You've got eleven partners. How many uh, how many managers? Uh, I uh, that's a that's a good question. You're all, I okay. think we have about seven managers here, but I I haven't I haven't counted it because uh, yeah, yeah. since the lockdown I haven't seen most of them. So it, it course, is a bit of a problem. I think, I think we have seven managers here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what what do you think is um has uh, uh, changed significantly at Refugee. I'm thinking over, say, the last five years, rather than thinking about the last 12 months, which has obviously been radical for everybody, yeah. what, what have been the, the big two or three lumpy changes for the firm? Um, I'm very passionate about technology, and I think the biggest change is the people, people's culture and technology. Technology is, uh, even before uh, uh, this pandemic, uh, COVID, you know, things were changing behind the scenes for the accountancy practice in general, um, yeah. you know, the, the old bookkeeping work was gradually going away. The compliance work, the day-to-day compliance work was mostly done by, uh, you know, uh, cloud-based software or I think they call it um, smart software. And um, mm. yeah, that th- th- those are the two big changes. The culture, the people culture and, 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 and the technology has hugely changed. Uh, regulations to a certain extent, I think it is as changing a change as well. You know, um, most of the uh, regulators going online has helped um, mm. uh, f- firms and you know, even smaller practices and larger practices as well. So th- those are the three things I would say uh, that the major changes, as far as I'm concerned, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so the, the regulation thing applies to every single firm, doesn't it, across the UK? Um, correct, correct. But, but let, let's dive into that. Uh, people and culture shift what 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 do you see what have you seen and we're going to pursue two two strands of this what have you seen and what are you expecting to see in 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 the times coming so let's deal with the past first of all so if there's if the two big areas of change are technology and that people culture what what have you seen change and what have you driven as a firm to change the culture of your firm well, in in terms of the, what we've seen, I, one of the things I <laughs> I do within the firm is the recruitment side of things as well. So I sit right, in the brilliant. interviews uh, uh, for recruiting because I'm one of the trainee partners here. So when we take on trainees, we do the I sign their training uh, every six months and tra- sign off their training at the end of the training as well. So yeah, recruitment has changed uh, in terms of uh, getting either graduate recruits or or even even people who have uh, who have upped the ladder a bit in terms of semi seniors and seniors. Uh, in yeah. the old days, uh, you know, I go back a long way. Uh, it was fairly easy. You look at the CV and you know you call them for an, call call the candidate for an interview and mm. you offer them the job. Um, that's it. 
uh, these days uh, the candidates are interested more in you know what we offer as a package uh, rather than uh, I think I don't think salary doesn't play a big part these days as as they used to in the old days uh, you know they are they want an overall package you know what, what's uh, what are the benefits that we offer they want to know about the holidays pension healthcare uh, what about work uh, life balances so it, it is changed massively in that in that case, in that instance. and also right. you know these days. Um, uh, it, it's a bit like everywhere else. You need to uh, put an arm around the uh, the team here to say, you know, we love you, and you know, you have to look after them. Uh, unlike the old days, you, you know, you walk into the managing partner's office, and you know, the you know, it's, it's a lot more difficult. Yeah. yeah. In the old days, yeah, we'll not, we'll not, we'll not dig up that uh, obviously yes, painful correct. history for you, Sudo. We won't. <laughs> yeah. So, does it? Does it, it sounds as though almost as if candidates for new jobs are interviewing you. They're interviewing the firm to determine whether they're right for them, as opposed to the other way around, or probably a blend of the two. I, I would that, agree with you, you there. Yeah, the t t tables have turned a bit. You know, they they tend to ask us. Um, you know what? What do you? What do you? What do you offer us? Um, mm. uh, yeah, it is turned. The tables have turned quite a bit. And 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 you talk about the benefits package. What else are they asking you about? What else are they interviewing you about? Um, uh, they asked. Uh, I one of the interviews I was doing last week. Um, uh, what, they asked, "What do we do to the local community here?" You know, uh, social side of things. I was a bit surprised. Uh, I, I wasn't surprised. I was surprised because. That is something that nobody's ever asked me when I'm doing interviews. Uh, this is a graduate trainee uh, pl placement we are looking for. And uh, one of the things they asked was, what do you do in the local community? And, and you know, luckily, I actually do a lot in the local community. And I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a, a vice chairman of a local uh, um, uh, multi-academy trust here. Uh, it's, I think it's one of the largest, in terms of pupil numbers, is one of the largest schools here. So I work closely with them and, uh, you know, I go and do... Uh, uh, I talked to the A-level students about accountancy, how it works. So yeah. luckily, I could, I was able to answer some of those questions. His question, actually, yeah, 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 brilliant, which is very, is very surprising. Yeah, and, and is that is that something that the firm is uh, takes seriously that community element, or is that just a personal piece for it, you? It's firm wide. We take it seriously. I mean, uh, if you uh, if you come across if you if you meet the partners, we are all working. Uh, uh, you know, helping local charities here and involved in any community activities. Uh, we're all, we're all, we're all got responsibilities, and we do uh, a lot within the community here. Okay, uh, so so that that cultural shift is, is what has that developed, or has it always been the case at Raffinges? Um, it's is, always is, been the case at Raffinges. I mean, we are, uh, you know, uh, you know, we are humanising the humans here. You know, so we, we, we love <laughs> we love doing that. It's always the case with Raffinges. We always did, and uh, that we continue to do. I think we do a lot more than we used to. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that's always the case. We always, uh, you know, work closely with the local community here. Do a lot of stuff here. So what, what's the driver behind that then, Suda? Um, it's, I wouldn't say, I mean, some people call it brand awareness. It's nothing to do with, I think it's more to do with the, you know, we want to be helpful. Uh, it, is, it is where we are and this is our community and we want to, we want to make this a better place for the people who live here. Uh, is there any benefits to that for us? Well, if it comes our way, it comes our way, but that is not the key here. You know, it, it is to help the people. Yeah, it's not it's not a commercial driver. I, no. I noticed when when I check out your website, um, you, you you've got 
five values that you communicate on your um, on on your website. One of them is, uh, I believe, ma making an impact, which seems to connect with this community piece. So it's so you you're endeavouring to make a. Now I'm putting words in your mouth here. I should be asking a question, shouldn't I? So is is uh, have I made a, a a leap of faith there, or is, is that very much part of the remit? What what what's this making an impact piece actually mean? At because um, Suda. I see value statements on websites of firms all from all over the world. And, you know, some of them are real and some of them are just marketing BS, if you'll excuse the uh, expression. Um, so, you know, making an impact, what's, what, what does that really mean at, uh, that, at Raffinger's? That's actually making an impact. It, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a massive area, not just within the community, but it's also for the clients who are based in these local areas as well. So if you look at our clients, uh, a lot of them are within the M25, uh, the circle. So making yeah. an impact means we, we are part of their family. Because most of the co companies we do, we look after our uh, family-run businesses. So yeah. making their lives better by helping them. Uh, we don't... We don't believe we don't we don't treat the clients like a commodity. You know, we, we treat them as they are part of us, and it is a big family. You know, everything they do, we if they go through some difficult times, we actually go through the difficult times with them. Uh, that yeah. is the impact that we make with them. We, we just try and you know work with them because we are business. We are business advisors. On top of that, we have run businesses ourselves, or we run our business, so we feel the pain when they go through. So there's empathy mm. there. We, we try and try and help them go through that. Um, yeah. Yeah, very good, very good. And uh, what about uh, how does that make an impact piece actually apply to the team? So um, team, going back to the the team is uh, very. We we opened up. Uh, we changed our culture. As I said to you, you know, the recruitment uh, helped us as well. So we changed our culture within the team. Where uh, people, one of the things we did was we were, you know, we we don't wear suits, so, so people feel comfortable coming to work. You know, they they feel like they're, they're just an extension of their home. They come here. We are a professional firm, but it is an extension of the work home they live in. So they come here. If uh, as you know, a lot of people will say it's kind of a cliche. If you're happy at home, you're happy at work and if you're happy at work you're happy at home that's the culture we are bringing you know making people feel you know get up in the morning and say you know i want to go to work today you know i love this mm. place so that's what we're trying to do here uh, by what are, what are we doing we have social events before the covid um covid uh, lockdown happened uh, every quarter every every quarter we have a social event we all go out you know um top golf uh, ping pong all those things we go out every quarter have a team uh, get together outside of the office we don't stay in the office because if you stay in the office you still think about the office uh, culture so we go outside and mm. once a month uh, we run uh, we have uh, lunch provided for the staff so we all uh, gather in our main office and um, lunch is provided to the staff uh, so we all mm. chat get to know each other is a it's a it's a quite a massive place here so sometimes you don't see people for a long time so we kind of um, have a chat with them and um, yeah we, we we pretty much know every member of staff here as a person you know i pretty much know every member of staff and what they do and you know their family history so that's what we bring bring them to our family so it's not just the staff the the clients everybody is part of the big refugees family yeah brilliant brilliant I'm, I'm just going back to that um graduate trainee that asked you that community focus question soon i'm just wondering do you think that was a genuine 
question from them or is that something that they picked up that they should be asking you know they've been trained to ask that question by the university or the college have you got any sense of that i think it's it's uh, these days i think they are trained to ask that question i, I would say because you know wherever you see it's uh you, you see this uh, you know social responsibilities these days you yeah, know yeah, every yeah. For, CSR, every every yeah. company is kind of looking into that so i, I would say yeah I'm not sure. I mean, this is the first time I've been asked, uh, you know, I've yeah, been doing yeah. recruitment for a long, long time. And uh, I, this is the first time I, I, I interviewed four graduate trainees uh, last week and this only one person asked me. So it might be something that's coming more and more. Uh, but mm. yeah, th this is the first time I've been asked that question. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's early days to jump to any conclusions yeah, on that. But yeah. it does it does lend our, ourselves to the what what's coming do you think in terms of that you know people people and culture shift over the next two three five years what 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 are you expecting to see that you need to prepare the firm for what do you, what I think is going to happen is uh, people are going to look at uh, work life balance uh, even more uh, yeah. uh, than you know what's happened in the last five years or six years. Um, uh, what will happen is that people will say, uh, you know, the, the COVID kind of helped that as well, uh, working from mm. home. Um, you know, people are, if, if you're working from home, a lot of people tend to be a lot more relaxed uh, working from home. And uh, that will something that will come into play more and more, I believe, going forward. Um, uh, in terms of the benefits that we have to offer our team, uh, again, I wouldn't say the the, the the financial benefits are the, you know, that people will look for that more. I think people look for more an overall package, um, you mm. know, uh, time to travel. You know, I've, I've had a, um, a graduate trainee asking me, you know, can I, uh, can I have a year off traveling around the world uh, or, yeah. or traveling? So that's one of the things that they will, we will have to get used to it. Uh, the other things, you know, uh, time off for any, any, you know, time off for things they want to do is something mm. that's going to come up as well. So, yeah. Um, wow. So, so the, 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 the team member that asked for a year off, did they get it? Uh, no, he didn't get the job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he didn't get there. It was just a yeah, question. It, it was a question. Right. Yes. right okay. Okay. It's interesting. I, I work with a firm and they, um, uh, they, they've got a, a, a program that once you've been with the firm for 10 years, then you get a sabbatical. Um, and you choose the length of, of, of time of that sabbatical. And I, I think they've got a time limit on it. I can't, I can't recall exactly what it is, but it's a minimum of three months. So, so you know, you can go and have a time out for three months, uh, having invested 10 years of your life in the firm. Seems like a, you know, really neat piece. But I think for a graduate who's coming in, like 10 years looks like a lifetime away, doesn't it? So I'm not sure that's actually going to stack up. Um, but you're saying you think this, uh, the, the trend towards a greater sense of balance between home and work, working from home, working from the office, um, is, is going to be a bigger, have a bigger part to play. So are you, how, how are you preparing the firm for that then? Um, we, we were gradually doing things already to help, like, you know, working mothers, uh, we allow them to leave uh, work early uh, to be there when their children come from school uh, we've already done that even before you know all of this uh, lockdown we we are uh, you know as i said to you earlier i'm passionate about technology so one of the things that we looked at is allowing people to work from home so uh, that is one of the things that you're going to get as the as some part of the population gets older uh, mm. they would uh, you know having families 
they would want to spend more time with their children and especially the working mothers and uh, you would find we are prepared for if you already do that that they would want to spend more time with their children uh, which mm. means they will want flexi working hours so they would yeah, yeah, want yeah. they wouldn't want to do the usual you know 9 to 5 or 9:30 to 5 job they might want to take a couple of hours in between off and they want to my work a little bit later from yeah, you know yeah, have yeah. a break and start from 7 to 8 or 9 again and do things mm. so we do allow that to people here already yeah yeah it's it's interesting I've my team uh, I've got two um, two working mums in the uh, in the team and they have different working hours for term time and non-term time in order that they can um, you know juggle what's important in their lives and they always say that uh, look we're unemployable anywhere else because yeah. they've never seen anyone who's actually been a, a, a appropriate term times different from non-term time for sure. parents mothers and fathers um so i think i think you're right i think there's that uh, balance piece you know there's that that more rounded picture is uh, is here to stay um for sure so um this um people culture piece uh, is clearly important to you and the firm uh, Suda and that camaraderie piece is part of that in terms of i love the the uh, the, the monthly team lunch there's um, when you look into the derivation of the word company, you know, you run a an accountancy company. When you look at the derivation of the word company, it, it's to break bread. And so actually as, as a team, and it sounds like that's got to be one hell of a um, at lunch if you've got 70 people all having, you know, some chow at the same time. But I, I love that idea. Oh, when, of, when, and, when you say that. lunch, it's not a three course meal. Paul. No, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, we have to watch our diets as well it is not a three-course meal yeah indeed right it's interesting you know i've, I've, I've got uh, i've got someone coming on the podcast in a, in a few weeks time and um they they uh, they do things with the team in, in and around like uh, cake baking and you know and and so on but they also we do, exercise we do that as classes. well actually uh there's one of the staff members on the pan- day, pancake day he brings all the stuff and we make pancake yeah we yeah. do things like that as well yes yeah, uh, brilliant, as part brilliant. Of, i mean, I could sit here and talk about what we do for the team. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, brilliant. Hours, so it, yeah. it's clear, it's clear that you've got that camaraderie piece working well, um, and and that sense of wanting to build that family. That yeah, you know, I, you know, it's humanizing. You know, humanizing the humans. You know, we we take time to talk to people here. When I say people, we call them team. We don't call them employees. We take time Good. to have a chat with them. You know, uh, go through if they got any issues. Uh, we try and sit down and talk to them and resolve it. And you know, if they want time off for one reason or another we allow them to go we don't we don't you know it is not a big issue for us this is yeah. one of the things you know uh, you know the recruitment side of it that's one of the things that you know we do to make the team feel at home uh, as i said to you you know just be you want to get up in the morning and say i want to go and work for these guys you know i want to see yeah, yeah, you know yeah. i want to see the partners i want to see the team i want to see the managers that's what the culture we need we, we, yeah, we are yeah, brilliant. bringing brilliant. in yeah Brilliant. But there's, there's there's a balance to that, though, isn't there, that's required, which is this, you, you've got things that have to get done. There's uh, So I now want to sort of turn the conversation from, yeah, you've got this camaraderie piece working well. You've got this um, em- emotional connection with the team and they feel that towards the partners and the firm and their colleagues, clearly. Um, what about this sense of achievement? Where do your team get a sense of achievement from? How does that work in Raffinger's? It's a feedback from us, you know. So if somebody's done really well, you tell them, you know, you have done really well, excellent work. So it is, it is always, all you have to give feedback to people. Otherwise, uh, you know, they don't get the confidence. Uh, and uh, as you know, confidence is a massive thing. If people have confidence, they can literally do anything, you know. So feedback is the key. You have to give feedback to people. 
how they are doing. And we, we actually encourage people on training. We have a very good training program here where, you know, we, uh, we find out, we ask people, you know, uh, what are the areas you need to improve? And, uh, you know, we don't hold back on that. We, we train people, whatever they want, we, we give them the training, necessary training to, number one, improve their skill set, skill set. And then number two, you know, it helps everyone, you know, they, 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 they become more rounded people by getting the training. When I say training is not just accountancy training, you know, it's, it's a, you know, uh, management training, everything, you know, marketing training. We do everything here. Oh, okay. So, so you've got a healthy training budget then. Um, to work I, I wouldn't say healthy. Uh, I'm not sure how we compare with the other firms, but yeah, we have a, we have a very good um, package. Okay. So, uh, Skills training, not just attached to accountancy tax and the so on, there's actually soft, soft skills training? Yes, yes. Okay, so tell me a little bit more about what's, what's, going, in, what's going on in the firm systematically, periodically around so, skills training that's got nothing to do with numbers, it's got to do with so the people. One of the, one of the things we do is we uh, um, look up, so we have a, a mentoring, uh, mentoring uh, uh, program here. So um, staff member is uh, allocated a partner or a manager, they mentor. So if I have a meeting with a client, I can actually take one of my team members, one of the people I'm mentoring with me and they can see how I am managing the client. Um, yeah. Not just numbers, you know, the way we, uh, we communicate, uh, we do things with them. So that is one of the things we do um, for the uh, seniors and managers. Uh, we sometimes have uh, external people, people coming and giving them you know, uh, soft skills, uh, basically, uh, you know, so yeah. So the, 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 the key thing we do here is we, uh, encourage staff to come with us uh, to meetings, meet clients yeah. and wherever possible, we take them with us. So they learn not just, I mean, if we have a client meeting, we don't, uh, you know, there's a, there's a joke here. We only talk about numbers for 10 minutes. The other two hours is, you know, we, we talk about everything else around it. So that's, that's the skill skills, um, you know, uh, dealing with human people is what yeah. we uh, try and deal with them. I'm sorry, teach them, uh, train them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so you've got this mentoring program. Is that just for the uh, junior team members, or does it? It's, it's across it, the it... across the firm. It's across the firm. Everybody, everybody is as as a mentor. All oh, right, and and is, does, how often does that mentor change, or do they stay as they stay? Um, they stay, but if somebody asks to be changed, to be changed, but they're, normally they change. Yes, no, right. normally they stay the same. Yep. They, so yeah. everyone in the firm has got a mentor, correct? Um, in order to encourage and support them. So if you're mentoring someone, someone's mentoring you. Yeah, have I got that right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, there's nobody mentoring me, but yeah, there's a mentor below me. Uh, I'm one of the partners, ah. or so nobody's mentoring me. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you know, that, I know a, a lot of partners who've got mentors, not necessarily in the firm. Well, but, that, that um, you know, if if I have something that I don't know, uh, that's the that's a great thing about having a practice of this size. You know, if I don't know anything, if I know if there's an area that I need help, you know, I can go and see my managing partner. He's always. You know, the, the, we call it here. The door is always open. So, or one of the other partners, I can go and speak to them and say, "Look, I've yeah. got I've got this case here. Not just not just uh, to do with numbers. You know, I've got a you know difficult situation here. How do I manage it? And uh, you know, we always you know, we help each other out. So it yeah. is not not about numbers. You know, we don't say, "Oh, I've got a problem with the you know treatment of this or that." It just you know we have we have to deal uh, personally with the client. We go and ask 
you know, one of the other partners is like, you know, what do we do in that instance? So we just have yeah, a chat yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah so yeah. when I say I, we don't, I don't have a mentor. I, I have actually 10 mentors, to be honest with you. Yeah. 10 of the, 10 ten, of the partners. 10 of them, yes, correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good escape there, Suda. That was a brilliant, brilliant response. <laughs> in, case, in case they, you know, they're all in case probably, they listen. Listen. Yeah. They're probably all listen to this anyway, so I have to say that. So, yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, it's interesting, isn't it? So you, you you're mentoring and building knowledge and skill in your team because you're taking them to client meetings, and obviously the the, the value equation for clients happens as much in that client meeting as it does in any other aspect of the yeah. business. Uh, but, but if you take two people to a meeting like that, doesn't it um, make the job less efficient and the recovery rate much lower because you've got two people involved. How we, do you square that circle? Yeah, we don't take two, we only take one person. The, the Sorry, thing yeah, is, but you and them, so yeah, there's two yeah, people two, in there. No, the, that is part of the, you know, the development of the, of the team member and that is something, uh, you know, we, we are happy to do. That No, it, it, we don't feel like that, you know, it is, it is, it is part, of the, part of the culture we have here and uh, we don't, we don't, we don't, Say, okay, if I take another person, we're going to lose our own chargeable time. We don't look at it like that. That is, you know, that's not the way we do things here. Okay. So do, do you, what, what pressure comes to bear in terms of driving the recovery rate on jobs? Um, we are fairly flexible here in terms of recovery rate uh, for jobs. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say we don't have anything. We do. It is. It is fairly flexible. If there is, uh, this is this comes under training when you take somebody else with you. It hmm. comes under mentoring rather than recovering a job. It, it is not. It is not part of a, a job costing. Uh, this you know, taking a another another person with me it doesn't come into that at all. We got right. you know it different ways of recording the time, and that right. is not part of it. It's, right. it's it's very different. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, brilliant. So we could, uh, and, and often it's better to do it this way. Is actually you know identify one individual and. Uh, within your team, for example, without naming names, and just go. How how do they? assess their own sense of achievement in the role that they're doing in the firm i'm wondering what 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 do you do what processes do you have or uh, what's going on so that every team member themselves feel as though they've got a sense of achievement on a weekly or daily basis um we what we do is uh, on top of the mentoring we have a uh, quarterly meeting with the the team members here so that is documented and we it's a, it's a two-way conversation. It's not, you know, I am sitting on this side of the desk as a partner and talking to them. It's more of a, we let them talk to us and say, look, you know, how do you feel? So that's where we get feedback from our, our team to say, you know, how are we doing? Uh, how are we doing and how, how, where do they get the sense of achievement by, you know, what's mm. happened in the last quarter? And we try and put it, right in the next quarter and then we catch up again yeah. in the quarter after that to see you know whether we done everything we just said we would do to get you there and yeah, you know, yeah. achieve what you wanted to achieve um, so that's it's, it's a quarterly meeting every every okay. staff member Brilliant. meets uh, their uh, their manager uh, for a quarterly meeting that meeting is documented and uh, that yeah it's documented and it, go, it goes through our hr and we look at it we review it if there are anything that we need to uh, bring into the attention of the whole practice, we do. But yeah, yeah that is the okay. quarterly meeting is where we have a two-way communication with them. And is that the manager different from the mentor every time? 
They so, are different, yes. Yeah. And the, the mentor has a meeting and the manager has a meeting as well. They are different, the managers. Okay, but good. the mentoring meeting sometimes, the, sorry, the manager's meeting, the mentor sometimes uh, participates as well. Uh, so for the for the for the people who are on a training contract who are who are not qualified, the both will sit together in right. the meeting. But they've got a different role each in terms. They've of got different role yeah, each. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. 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 The, the mentoring meeting, the manager sits there and listens to what's going on. The other and, and the and the courtly meeting, the man, the the partner or the the mentor sits there and listens to mm. what's going mm. on and you know gives a bit of input every now and then if yeah, there fantastic. is if there is an input required. And it's, there's a nice balance to that, which sounds great. Yeah. So what about the, the – I'm, I'm still not getting where I want to go on these numbers thing in terms of sense of achievement. So uh, it's interesting. I ask you, what, 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 where do your team get a sense of achievement? Well, we meet quarterly, and, there's, and, and, and you want to talk about feelings, which I think is fantastic from an accountant, by the way. Uh, what I want to talk is the numbers. How, how do you determine and assess whether someone's performing their role well enough? Um. How do they? Uh, well, you could. We what we do is uh, we have a uh, staff assignment form for each job they do. Right. But in terms of numbers, if you want to know how they how they are performing, we have a staff assignment form for each. Um, that would that be it? Sorry, would that be a team assignment? Yeah, it's form? a team assignment. I should not, I should not say a staff, staff assignment. Staff form. Form. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, team assignment form we do. Um, right. So that will uh, there are marks there scores so you you can we can get in terms of looking at the number side of it we can get that from there how they are scoring uh, just going back to the quarterly meeting that staff assignment is actually reviewed at the quarterly meeting as well so yeah. we look at that so you know we look at the the staff assignments returned for the previous quarter and go through that when we do yeah, it, it's interesting. Language is always a giveaway as to, in terms of, yeah, we, 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 you know, we, we, we relate to our team. They're not, you know, not employees, uh, but um, I, I just find that staff word an interesting one to so maybe something you want to dwell on. Um, so the team assignment format is now known as. Um, so you've got that balance. It sounds as though you've got that balance sooner in terms of the, the humanity piece, how people are feeling, but actually are they performing and what, what mentoring support, what management support do they need in order to get better next quarter? Um which, um, hey, if, if you've got a team who've got 13 weeks, they, you know, review, step up, 13 weeks review, stay the same, but we've got another review, maybe they can step up the next quarter. It sounds like there's uh, yeah. a hell of an investment in time though, Sue, if you're- It, it um, is, it is. This is something we brought in. Um, I think the, the COVID has delayed a bit and, and uh, this is something we brought in about two years ago. So yeah, it's been going on for two years. So one year under COVID and one year prior to that. So yeah. We, and we, how do you we, know it's working, Suda? How do you know it's working? Um, how do we know it's Sorry, working? before you ask that, before you ask that, before you did quarterly, what were you doing? Uh, we had a uh, six monthly review. Okay. Yeah. So it was historically six monthly. Then yeah. you, you made a decision for some reason to go quarterly. What prompted the shift? It was a complete change in the culture, the way we work. Uh, we thought uh, we, uh, we sat down and worked out how to make, uh, you know, uh, people more involved in what we are doing and them giving us the feedback as well. So uh, the best way to do is have a, uh, not a monthly meeting will be too much on a regular yeah. basis, but quarterly was uh, deemed the right, you know, right gap to have meetings with them. Um, right. So, yeah, that's, okay. that's what we okay. went so through. It was very I think much... in, in the old days, it used to be, uh, the team meetings used to be six months and uh, sometimes yearly as well. You know, when you have a review, that's what happened. The, the team meetings changed uh, about two years ago, probably say about, 
20, 30, 30, two, two and a half years ago, we changed right. it to quarterly meetings. Right. So yeah. your, your partners and managers are involved in a lot of quarterly reviews every quarter. Yeah. So there's a, a real serious time investment there. Correct. How do you know it's working? How do we know it's working? Right. Yeah. So what we do is we have a reporting system uh, to see uh, whether you had the meeting. So every, uh, every month there is a uh, board meeting here. In the board meeting, it's reported who's had... Number one, we need to know these meetings are going ahead. Nobody's cancelling it. This is just one of the big problem, you know, yeah. in an accountancy practice like ours will have is people will cancel it. They have a client meeting, you know, or, or some some training. Yeah. So we make sure we document that by uh, reporting who's had the meeting and who hasn't had the meeting. So right. that's number one thing. So that's yes. that's monitoring the meetings are going ahead. Yeah, um, in terms of in terms of how whether it's working or not, how the, that is a summary is done every every quarter. So once the meetings are done, uh, once we know the meetings have gone ahead, then a summary is done uh, by our HR team to see, you know, as to say, uh, to report to the the board uh, how the meetings went. Is there anything that we need? They need to be aware of. Yeah, uh, the culture needs or something needs to be changed within the practice because yeah. the team have requested it. Or one or two members. That's how we we yeah. That's how we know it's it's. Okay. So what sort of things have been reported up from those quarterly um, interactions with the team? What sort of things have come to bo the board because of that um, that quarterly review that you've then changed as a firm sooner? Um, in terms of uh, things that have come to us, we've made changes. That you want to know what changes we made? Yeah, I'm just wondering what what's you know. So we've had these. Oh, the managers and partners have been in these quarterly reviews with the team. Um, HR have pulled that report together. It's come to the board. So all the partners are reviewing the content of that and you're making a decision. What sort of things have you decided on as a consequence of your quarterly check-in with your team? Um, one of the things that we brought right at the beginning uh, of this process starts, it was the, uh, the monthly lunches that we have. Right. That is one of the things that we brought. And the training is one thing that has changed a lot um, since we started having these meetings uh, trainings are monthly now, uh, so the, the the financial training is a monthly uh, uh, monthly uh, process. We do training for the for the team on a monthly basis. It used to be on an ad hoc basis before. Um, uh, we, I'm, I'm trying to think top of my head of all, all the other know, ones. I'll put you on the spot. The, 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 but, we um, made. Hey. We, I mean, this place doesn't. You know, it's changed a lot since since yeah. it, it all started. Right. Okay, so it and, and that's just me doing a sense check. It's one thing to get these monthly things going, but actually, unless it influences yeah, the decisions and actions, yeah, yeah. then you know what what ROI are you going to get? And you, yeah. you you know it's um, okay. Don't get me wrong. There's I I applaud the efforts to invest in the team on that quarterly basis, as well as having the mentors in place. I think that's outstanding. Um, but the fact that actually at board level, there's uh, decisions are being made as yeah. a consequence of the feedback you're getting from the team. Yeah. So you've got that sort of 360 degree thing taking yeah. place there, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I think a um, couple of weeks, uh, sorry, a couple of days a week, um, the, the, I think the team wanted um, fruits and uh, fruits delivered. I think that's happening because of COVID. That's not happening because, you know, nobody's yeah, here to, working yeah. from home. That, yeah. That's another thing. And uh, there are some major client-facing changes, which is um, being dealt by our uh, uh, client-facing team. I am, uh, I'm not sure whether I, I, can, I can list them out, but there are a lot of changes on right. the um, client experience side, things are changing yeah. as well, which is brought about by the team, because, you know, team say, you know, can we do mm. this? 
Um, so yeah, which is, right, which is kind of the, it's an idea from the team mm. that's been implemented uh, by the uh, yeah yeah very good very good. So um, how do you know it's paid off financially? Suda, all this investment in quarterly reviews. It's and... it's it's hard. We don't we don't look at it like that, Paul. You know, it, it's a bit like marketing. You know, how do you put? Uh, how do you monetize? How, how do you put a monetary value to do something you're doing? It's hard. We don't do that. Uh, we don't look at the financial. This is a conversation we have. You know, uh, you know, when we have our strategic meeting, uh, it, it, you can't you can't put value to it. It's really hard. You know, to yeah, yeah. to put a financial. Uh, but I guess you know the 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 obvious potential payoff is uh, stability of the team. Yeah, and that is that is the key in terms of if you look at the the, the staff turnover here. You know, everybody here, uh, everybody here has been more than two years. I, I don't think I can't top my head out of the seventy. Uh, we probably only have about a handful of them who joined us in the last year. Everybody else has been here here for more than two years, um, mm. and even the ones who have been here less than a year probably are the trainees. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, but we we have you know, and, and it's I, I, I started it's, back in 1999. I'm still here, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let, let's let's turn to your subject of passion now. So technology, as we know, has shifted massively in the last five years for the accountancy profession. Um, and rather than review that, what I'm really interested in is now what what what, what do you think is going to change over the next five years? So given that you've got a real zeal for this subject, what what's coming? What is it that's going to have a profound impact on the way accountancy firms work, the way Raffingers work, and your team works with clients and 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 the nature of the work that they're doing? I think the the compliance side of uh, things are going to change massively because of technology coming in. Uh, in terms of uh, you know, if I'm going to give you an overall picture of it, uh, there are things that's coming uh, on the way which is going to make um, life a lot easier for people to um, uh, people or making a life either easier or harder for people because of technology. Um, you know, filing. If you take the, the the mundane things like filing accounts. At companies house at present you know we sit there somebody presses the button it goes to company's house that I believe will come to a stage where it will be automated you know you sit there and uh, you know as soon as the accounts is finalized it publishes it will probably pop up with a question to ask you do you want to publish it it will, it will get published yeah. um, as I said to you earlier that the, the bookkeeping has changed you know we don't get too many people sitting there and you know uh, doing double entries posting the bank the transactions uh, they're all uh, you know smart software cloud based they've taken over that you can set up uh, rules uh, to do uh, you know the same thing again you know so that, that that's that's gone as well yeah. um, going forward that's actually even get even better and what you will find is say, this this same smart software will produce the uh, final accounts for you as well you know um mm -hmm. because what will what i think already with the m micro so macro accounts you don't really need to have any notes to it you know the notes are very minimal so yeah. uh, the the, soft, the smart software that's producing you the the accounts uh, can you know spit out a, a accounts that can be filed at company's house mm -hmm. so you know so we at present we have a two different system one is the smart software that runs the bookkeeping and the other one is the one that pre prepares the statutory accounts so mm. that statutory accounts that the link between the two will disappear 
They will yeah. go from the smart software straight to the company's house. I think that will be done. Um, I think you know it will. A lot of things. The tax returns going to go. You know, you know. There's already plans about that. Uh, payroll is another thing that will. You know, um, there was. I don't know whether you remember this, Paul. About five or six years ago, the revenue were, had a had a uh, paper discussion paper that they wanted you to send the money to them and they will prepare the payroll and they will uh, they will submit everything i think that was that was a plan i think that, that got shelved i believe so yeah things things will change in terms of uh, what technology is going to do on the compliance side of things yeah 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 and uh, uh, what about in that in in the audit field how what do you think how, how's tech going to have an impact there we we already do a lot of analytics work on auditing you know we don't sit there and uh, uh, try and go through invoices to see you know why the sales or for example sales have gone or gone up or down you know if the data is on a on a on a on a on a software and we can export that to either excel or one of these analytics software that we get you know, you, you can you can see the sales uh, go up and down every month for the last five months, five years, and you can pick out and ask you know our clients to say you know explain to us why it's gone up yeah. or down, rather than you going through several number of pages and you know flipping them through and finding mm. out what's happened. Mm. So that's changed a lot um, mm. uh, in terms of, and and you know even even drilling into data because it's on a software and if you export it to a data analytics package or even Excel. You can drill into the uh, information without asking the client to help explain mm-hmm. to you what's happened. You can have a look at that yourself. You don't really need the client to explain mm-hmm. to you. You can get the answer and then you know you can speak to the client at a higher level. That kind of helps you with the other side of it as well in terms of advisory. You know, you can we can see things, you know, what's happening and go to the client and ask them, you know, are you aware of this? And they might say, no, we're not aware of it. So that's an advisory service comes kicks in there as well on that side. Yeah, well, that, you, you, that, that's a lead into um, the next question, which is what, what's the impact going to be on the team with this? You know, the, the technology is, if you want to be relevant to your clients, it's going to be uh, inevitable, isn't it? You, you've, you've got very little choice but to embrace it. Okay, we've got to be smart, clever, sensible in terms of which bits of tech we adopt. Um, so there's some care required there. But um, what's going to be the impact on the team and the na- you know the nature of the work's changing and therefore the nature of the people is going to change as well, isn't it? It's 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 changed. You know, we we have a, a advisory hub uh, within the practice. So what happens with that is uh, the 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 team that does the day to day. You know, the the team within the cloud department they see things happening on a daily basis because they have this smart software Mm. and uh, they can see things happening. So at that point, we can jump in and say to the client, you know, you're having issues here, uh, you know, cash flow problems or somebody's not paying you on time uh, rather than finding out in two months or three months or four months or even in the old days at the year end, you know, they only find out about the year end. Oh, you know, Mm. your client hasn't paid for 12 months. Now we can see this because of this smart software. Mm. And with the smart software, our our team can see it and then, you know, speak to the client and say, look, you're having a problem. Uh, this uh, this customer of yours haven't paid you, uh, mm. for, you know, for thir- more than thirty days. Uh, mm. You know, what do we want to do? Where technology comes in is the reminders for that could be sent by sent by emails. Technology can play a part, or you know, we as advisors we can say, look, do you want us to do your credit control? Yeah, so that's the, that that that's where the technology has changed because information is live. You can see it instant. You know, uh, the client can see it. We can see it. We can tell the client, you know, jump in and have a look. You know, A, Limited haven't paid your bill. 
and they say yes, they haven't mm. paid, rather than we wait till the month, you know, twelve months after the year end and say, look, this guy hasn't, you know, this client hasn't paid you. Yeah. So this is back, isn't it, to the, the you know your your comments earlier about you you've got this training. Uh, commitment to training in the firm it's not just the accountancy piece Correct. it's training on other skills because the technology is going to reduce the technical number crunching work and 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 free up time is it freeing up time the um, technology it, technology will free up time i wouldn't say it will it'll or free, it is I, I wouldn't say it'll free up time but we will find time to do the other things for the time that technology frees you know it's well, always the hey, case Suda, there's only 24 hours in the day you can't we can't make time can we <laughs> Free up time. Well, it's you know, are we going to be doing less of one type of work and more of another type of work? Correct. That absolutely correct. Absolutely correct. You know, just going back to the training with the with the advisory side of it, that is something that we invested in the last um, eighteen months on training the the, the the team on the advisory time in terms of picking up stuff. You know, when things you know things are not looking the way they should. Uh, they are trained. They've been trained uh, to pick up and say, "Look, you know, th- this is not happening," and mm. they they know the key things for them to look for. Uh, so yeah, that that's another part of the training that we do. It's just not about numbers. It's it's other things as well that goes with it. Yeah. Well, I think what what I found uh, most valuable about this conversation, Sue, is that you know we we started off asking about you know what's where where, where did the changes lie? And you say, well, it's people and culture and technology, and actually. It, it's it's actually those two things together, isn't it? What, what sounds as though you're doing is you're very much Correct. folding those two things together. And you, what's the point in investing in technology if you don't also invest in the training? Hundred percent. Yeah, I think yeah. that's um, a fabulous insight to take from uh, this discussion, Suda. It's been a great pleasure to uh, chew the fat with you about humanise the numbers. I, I, I feel it's almost as if it's you telling me to humanise the numbers rather than the other way around, uh, or rather, it, it's been a. a, a a, a, a good chow about a subject which is close to my heart so i really appreciate you investing the time today thank you very very much thank you paul thank you for having me thank you you'll find more valuable discussions with the leaders of ambitious accounting firms at humanizethenumbers.online you can also sign up to be notified each time a new podcast is made available This podcast series, Humanise the Numbers, has been made possible thanks to the support of our sponsors, My Work Papers, Advanced Track, Citago and VFD Pro. Visit humanisethenumbers.online, click the logo of each sponsor and you'll hear what our podcast interviewees have to say about the sponsor's services.